Hey everybody, on this episode of Box Office Breakdown, we are going to do whatever it takes to give our spoiler-filled views on Avengers Endgame. We're going to break it all down next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey everybody, welcome to Box Office Um, Breakdown. Boy, just uh, drying some of the teary eyes here in the room. Trying to process. That's true. Yes. Uh, This is the show that looks back at the box office that was, and then we... P-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-
Now, I know a lot of AMC theaters, they were uh, letting it go, like, we're going to keep this theater, it's like 17 theaters, mm-hmm. uh, said, we're going to keep this theater open 24 hours for four days wow. to meet all the demand. Yeah. Wow. And I would love to know somebody that went and saw this at, like, three, four in the morning. I would love to just see what that experience is like, how mm-hmm. crazy it was in the theater. I the saw comments. 11.30 a.m. on Friday, and my showing was, I'm pretty sure, sold out. They added a 10.30 a.m additional show in one of the other theaters so they then they added on that end of it but Mm -hmm. that's a good question yeah did you see it at a really odd after hours (laughs) time i'm also curious please let us know well and also there it wasn't even just um you know having the theater open but it's also having more theaters open if that makes sense yeah yeah i'm not showing something else yeah yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. not showing something else and the nice thing is that with the switch over to digital, it has made it so much easier for theaters to maximize the amount of screens that they want to put something on. They can shrink and expand as mm-hmm. much as they want because it doesn't worry about having the actual physical film with right. them. Oh, now that it's all God. digital, they can use as many screens as they want to allocate towards that. Yes. Yeah. So that definitely yeah. helps theater uh, venues really ramp it up. Yeah. Now, uh, now funny thing with this, Ed, uh, anybody chime in and chat, too. Of I, I saw someone's tweet of the thought of encouraging people to see this movie is so weird because... If you've been watching the last 10 years and previous 20-plus films, who's going to suddenly go, yeah, I don't want to see the last one? And who's going to jump in now and go, I'll see the last thing and never have seen anything else? Yeah. It's like, yeah, of course you're going to see it. Like, I don't know how that's a question. But that's like the person that would turn Toy Story 3 off as they're going into the compact and go like... <laughs> That's all I needed to know. I don't need to know anything else that ever happened after this. Oh, my this. gosh. Well, you know, there was, um, we'll get to it, but Captain Marvel had an uptick. And so there was mm-hmm. a lot of people ah. that didn't really know about these characters. Or maybe they knew. I mean, yeah, kind maybe. of hard not to know about them. But, like, they had never seen a film, an MCU mm. movie. So then maybe now they're like, oh, shoot. This is actually Gotta really catch up. Yeah. yeah. Let me watch all yeah. 20 films. Uh, ooh, not... Nice, Saeed. Five, six, seven, four. And my friend saw the movie at 3.55 a.m. Yes. Yes. That's dedication. Wow. Uh, 6 p.m. Okay, that's not that weird. So we're we're talking weird times. Somebody else now. (laughs) Opening. Oh, uh, Korea Tube says, I saw it opening night. Sorry if I said that wrong. Uh, Opening night and then 7 a.m. today. Damn. Nice. Wow. Sweet 7 a.m. showing. Ah, rising bright yeah. and early. Uh, so, quick around the room. When did everybody see That's, it? Yeah. Um, 7.30 p.m. Thursday, April 25th. <laughs> Friday, 11.20. <laughs> I said 11.30, but it was 11.20 because I had to get to work at 3. And so, at the very end, like, credits, I kept checking my phone and the time of going, am I going to make it to work in time? I even told work. I'm like, I'm seeing Endgame at 11.20. I should be able to make it by three, but I want you to know that's where I came from. Came from because we were starting work earlier that day, just by chance. Of course, like, of course. But I made it, so it worked out perfectly fine. When you gave them the heads up, were they like that? That's a worthy enough excuse that justifies. Uh, you my boss there. has not seen any of the Marvel films, oh. so did not really care. <laughs> and one of my co, one of my other uh, coworkers. The next day I saw them, they're like, don't even talk to me. I don't want to hear anything, even just in case. I'm like, don't mm-hmm. worry, I won't tell you anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they appreciate it. Uh, what about you, Frank? Uh, I saw it uh, 6.45 on Thursday, April 25th. <laughs> yeah. And then again, yeah. uh, Friday night, like at midnight. Oh, there you go. Neil, how about mm-hmm. yourself? Uh, also Thursday, April 25th, <laughs> but it was 7 p.m. Eastern time, which would have been 4 p.m. Oh. So, 
So mm. for all of us. Wow. Look at way to go, Neil. Always the trendsetter. It paid off. Oh. The whole the whole move paid off. And then uh <laughs> back from the chat, the person who mentioned uh Niceed said, Yeah, he's they're the person who saw it at, uh the th- AM said, Yeah, there were only a handful of empty seats at the three fifty five AM showing. Wow. 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 That's dedication. I'm sorry, I could not yeah. uh, that that'd be past my bedtime either too early or too late. But give it up for those night shift people that are like... Yes, uh, those employees, man. But both for the employees and for the people on those shifts. Like, I get up at 2 in the morning and I really want to see this movie. Yeah, There's a chance they could. They could go see this film. That's true if you have odd shift time, for sure. That actually kind of reminds me of when The Force Awakens came out. And it was kind of like the same thing where people were watching it at all kinds of hours of the day. And I was like, as long as you watch it, like if you want to watch it and you get to watch it opening weekend... Yeah. I think that's oh, it's just so exciting. Yeah. Uh, so we will get in depth into this film towards the end Later. of the show yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, but just quick around the room, uh, did you like it? And when will you see it again? Okay. Amy, we'll start with you. I loved it. I will see it again as soon as I am emotionally recovered. <laughs> okay. So mm-hmm. a couple months from now. Maybe next weekend. All right. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, you don't see them again. I don't often see them again, but I have a friend who hasn't seen Infinity War so that maybe when this gets on video or, you know, streaming that we would maybe watch those. I would watch it with someone else again later. Mm, Okay. It'd be nice also to have that time to digest and then watch it again with someone new. Because that's the other thing, too. I enjoy it. The only time I ever like to see a movie again is if it's, like, a brand new time because then you're, like, looking over that person, like, is that moment? What are they? How are they feeling? Because then it like reignites it for you and makes it new again. Nice. All right, Neil. Um, I loved it. I had an amazing time watching it. Uh, I I kind of wanted it to keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if that sounds strange enough, it was three mm-hmm. hours and one minute long, but I kind of wanted it to be like four hours because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. I just I had such a great time watching it. Um, I'm definitely going to see it again in theaters. I'm going to. I don't know when. I'm sure it's going to be playing for the next like two months. Yeah. So, at the very at the very least, the next two months. So, I'll take some time and see it again, may, at least once, maybe a third time. I don't know, but at least one more time in theaters for sure. Right. And Frank, uh, I, there's a lot to enjoy, but I did have some quibbles, which we'll get into later. And uh, I've already seen it one more time, so and those quibbles still hold. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'd like to see it at least one more time in the theater. Cool. So three times total. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. I want a hat trick this film. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this came in at $350 million uh, domestically. Ooh. And the projections were sh- smaller than that, but uh, and, and it took even industry, in- industry insiders by surprise as well. Mm-hmm. But oh, what yeah. I loved about Disney's campaign is that, I mean, one, this is a culmination of 22 films in the Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe. Kind of an end to, well, Spider-Man Homecoming will be the official end to Phase 3. But uh, for all intents and purposes, this kind of really is like the climax mm-hmm. of, 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 this for, of this phase. Disney didn't really, I mean, they put, you saw a lot of promotional materials. But in terms of actually seeing content from the film, not a lot. because they. I Which feel is like good. Time, yes. I would rather not see anything. Yeah. I tried to watch, I didn't watch a single trailer. I'm like, I don't need to know anything. I'd rather it be fresh yeah. and new. Do you think, I mean, and I, I guess it's so hard to, because you're looking at it by the MCU playbook. Would you rather see more films try this approach where they're not going to show you a lot of content from the By film? now, why do you need a trailer? You're going to go. Like, yeah. that's the other thing, too. Like, we've all been watching these movies for over 10 years, if you started even, and even if not, you've watched enough of the films. Why would you ever go, no? Yeah. 
I, that I makes mean, no sense. There's two kinds of people well, in this world. Yeah. The people that want as much as possible, like, you know, if they want a trailer, they want a poster, they want a, you know, TV spot. Yeah. And there's people that don't want anything. Yeah. Regardless, both of those people will go and see the film. True. So... You're also, if you're, you know, putting out TV spots or trailers, even if they only show the first 15 minutes of the film, uh, you're also maybe perhaps bringing in a newer audience where they're like, mm, what the heck is mm-hmm. that? Oh, those Avengers. Mm, I've heard about them. Maybe I should go see it. <laughs> you know. No, those Avengers. Those Avengers. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I I am interested because if they, whatever they choose to do in the future in Phase 4, um, I think... They might try to stick to the idea of not showing too, too much, but they will. They will show trailers. Like, people will watch trailers and react to trailers. Now, the nice thing about this so far (laughs) is, of course, 22 films. These films are characters that, except for Doctor Strange, Black Panther, uh, have had sequels. Right. And And Spider-Man's coming out. Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, But at this next phase, you're introducing the Eternals, you're introducing Shang-Chi, the Master of Kung Fu, Mm -hmm. and even some other ones that we still don't know yet. They're still being kind of vague until Spider-Man Home, uh, not Homecoming, but Far From Home. Far From from Home home comes out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think they're going to be a little bit more, because these are probably going to be little deeper cut characters than we've seen before, will have to be a little bit more explanatory in their promotional materials to really get the word out to get people in, or just the fact that it's MCU alone? is enough for them and they can just rest on that and know that audiences will still come. I, I oh, no. Or you're curious because you're like, who is this character? And then you want to go watch. Yeah. I I feel like there's two kinds of people in this world. The people that are like, sure, yeah, either I love comics or don't know much about it, but like I'm invested or people that are like, whatever, comics, I don't care. Um, and I think that even... I mean, with Doctor Strange, that was that was a whole intense film that you needed a good deal of explanation to get through it. And it's heavy for people that aren't familiar with Doctor Strange. So if they kind of keep that moving forward, they still need to have a little bit of meat to some, you know, their Mm -hmm. promotion. Because even with Captain Marvel, I mean, I'm sure there were, we know that there were a lot of people that they weren't super pumped about it. So you got to have a little something to intrigue people that are not already on board, no matter what. Even if they know the comics, and, and especially if they know the comics and they're like, well, but that's not what I had in mind. Then you have to kind of sway them and be like, hey, guys, we got this. Trust us. <laughs> and then they'll watch it. Neil? No, I agree. Uh, I think Endgame was a very, very specific uh, promotional type in that in mo- most trailers you need to try and set up like what the what the protagonists are going to be fighting against. Mm. And you also need to set up like what the tone of the film is going to be. It's those two things. So, like, the energy coming from the protagonist or main characters or antagonists and also how they're how they're going to meet the antagonists, at least in a small way. You can look at that in, like, how they promoted Shazam, where it's, a like uh, Frank was saying, just mostly an unknown character needs a lot of exposition. But in the same way, you sort of need to show, like, wh- who they're going to be fighting. Now, they didn't really go into, like, the whole thing of, like, how the villain – was going to be operating specifically in Shazam, but they definitely had to show you something about it. With Endgame, you didn't need any of that. You knew who, right. they, who they were going to be fighting. You knew exactly what the stakes were. So basically all you needed was a couple of teases and a little bit of tone, and that's it. Everyone already knew going into it what they were up against. And so I think that's how they got away with such little marketing and how that actually benefited them because it didn't give away like anything from the movie, but everyone still wanted to see it. 
uh, moving forward into phase four, they're going to still need to do, you know, your, um, your traditional trailers, I think, and advertising and marketing until they get enough information through like recurring characters. And then you can start like, you know, pulling back a little bit on the exposition in the advertising. Mm-hmm. Good now, point. Take a look at uh, another Disney property uh, that's under their umbrella now, and that is Lucasfilm, the Star Wars films. If you look mm-hmm. at uh, The Rise of Skywalker coming out, mm-hmm. can Marvel, can Disney follow that same kind of playbook they did for the MCU? Or is the fact that The Last Jedi was such a divisive film with the fan base that you need to do more of the promotional material to say, like, guys, it's all right if you're mad about this. It's still some really great stuff, so come on back. I think like that, which Amy touched upon as well, of like yeah. you might need to sway the people who were on the fence about it from previous films for the Star Wars franchise because th- yeah. some of their more recent ones were so divisive for fans. Yeah, which is like why, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie. It's okay. We love them too, but people, man, they got really hit or miss feelings on them. That's true. Mm-hmm. And Neil is somebody that uh, I know. Uh, had a lot of feelings about just the uh, way people were approaching each other, commenting on The Last Jedi. What do you think in terms of what the rise of Skywalker, could they follow this playbook, or do they need to be a little bit more open with the fans? I think, I think honestly, as far as like how uh, Lucasfilm has been operating recently, is that they, they're sort of pandering to fans in, in the trailers and things like that. But especially after The Last Jedi and the stand they took against um, trolls and how they took a stand against, like, specifically the trolls against, like, Kelly Marie Tran and such, um, and people like that, the kind of hate that she faced, the way that Lucasfilm backed her up, I think that they might be in the realm of, like, if you don't like it, screw you, you know? Yeah. If -hmm. if you don't like it, you don't like it to the point where we can't get you back. So – like it basically well oh, and especially right, like <laughs> if it's like if you don't like it and you make people feel bad almost for liking it or make them feel stupid for liking it and making sure that you get your point across that it's a dumb film according to you i think that's where it gets toxic mm-hmm. if they just didn't like it it's like whatever but like you guys can enjoy it that's cool then i think star wars people disney people would be okay with it mm-hmm. but don't bring hate Period. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the fans <laughs> that were divisive against The Last Jedi are just, if they were that divisive against The Last Jedi, I think they're just too far gone as fans at this point. I don't think they're that you can really do anything They've gone over to, to get the them dark back. side. Aha! Yeah. Beautiful. They've gone to the dark side. Yeah. I do want Amy to make a shirt, though. Uh, <laughs> I ring hate, da 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 Period. Period. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going to go with that, so I just ended it. It was nice. That was, I liked it. It. That was great. <laughs> no, nothing more need to be said. Yes. Exactly. So, folks, we're going to uh, kind of go through the show accordingly, and then we'll get to the point where we, uh, we wrap it up and then get into our spoiler depth in look. Uh, in-depth look, excuse me. So All excited. of that. About Avengers <laughs> Endgame. So, coming in at number two of the box office, as Amy was mentioning, it gave a nice shot in the arm to Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. it came out uh, a little over a month ago, uh, about six weeks. But got it, I came, rocketed up to number two with another $8 million due to a lot of interest in Avengers and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because that also came out not that soon, or it came out pretty soon before Endgame, that maybe you missed it. Maybe you didn't get to see it in theaters right. yet, and so now you'll be like, ooh, I like this character, or I, this character's interesting, I want to learn more about them, and then go back. Like, she's a character that there wasn't as much history already established. Like, some of the other films have been out for so long that you had access to them or something, but Captain yeah. Marvel's like, oh, wait, 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 I didn't see it yet, and then caught up to it. Let me just go next door. 
And yeah, exactly. Be like I double mean, but feature. Hey, but yeah. That'd be yeah. a long day, but yeah. What a great Do day. Do it. It'd be a good day. Coming in further faster, baby. Yes. Thank you, Neil. Uh, number three, The Curse of La Llorona. Close. Llorona. Llorona? Yeah. You're almost there. Yeah. You say Llorona, I say Llorona. Let's call the whole thing My off. My Llorona. <laughs> I made $7.5 million there. Uh, anybody seen this? Carrie is a resident horror enthusiast. You know, I was not. Well, we talked about this. And um, Neil, your thoughts on it, because I know you you enjoy some horror films as well. I, it just looked too, cutty, too, too cookie cutter for me. That here are, we've checked off our boxes to make a horror movie. But it felt like the trailer had no heart. I didn't care about anybody. I like this movie really did not pique my interest. I mean, the mythology is interesting, but I don't feel they went that direction with it. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I want to, I want to still watch it because, I mean, being a Latina, like it's pretty well known in yeah. our culture. Like, yeah. But right now the priority was Endgame and I need to take care of myself. After watching Endgame, so maybe I should just scare myself by watching it. Were you ever I, I did see it, just if anyone. Oh, oh, Brie. oh, and Brie, your I thought it was fun. Okay, yeah, like it's not the best horror film in the world, but it had enough good scares and it had enough dumb characters. Like if that makes sense, <laughs> children in horror films are just always dumb characters. To yes. me, they're always like, "Hey, let me go do this really stupid thing right now." Um, so it had like that, it, and it you know gave you a little bit of the mythology. I went and looked up mythology afterwards, but. Mm. Um, so it doesn't really tell you completely what it actually is, but it gives you enough. But it's fun. Okay. Would you say you need to see it in theaters, or it's okay to you wait till? Hmm. Okay. Do you mm-hmm. need to see it at home, or can you just read the Wikipedia article? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> and wow. I will say, if you are a fan of The Conjuring, there is a tie-in. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. See, we both go. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, I feel it's one of those that maybe I'll watch it later. Like, yeah. it'll be a Redbox rental. All right. Like, not really a rush. Um, somebody was pointing out uh, Hellboy is not on the top five. No, they can, it definitely got boxed out. It lost over 2,000 screens. Yeah. Because of Endgame coming in. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Bree mentioned something interesting there. Uh, when it comes to horror movies, the dumb characters. Uh, I, mm. Do you... For me, I feel like my dumb characters in horror movies irritate me because it's like, why aren't you doing this? But I guess you need dumb characters sometimes to get the plot moving. No, no. you do not. All right. No, I would. A good horror the movie. better horror movie is if people try to do the right thing in that situation and it still doesn't work out or something else beyond their control. But when someone just does something idiotic and you're sitting there like, no, no, no. And I mean, that though that is part of the experience, it's just very frustrating. But at least if they try something to the information they have... Maybe the audience knows better, but the character goes, this is the information I have, this is the thing I'm going to do, and then something bad happens. They at least tried to do the right course of action. But if it's totally like, I'm an idiot, I'm going to do something stupid, you're just sitting there like, can you please die already? But then it's kind of fun, like Final Destination movies that you're like, I'm ready to watch you die. Yeah. <laughs> um, which one is uh, Jamie from Halloween 2, 3, or 4? Can't which remember. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis? No. No, oh, Jamie... The, oh, the girl. The girl. Yes. She is a freaking rock star, and I will always root for her. Um, she I think is she's for the, the four? return. Yeah, the Chris okay. Michael Myers. I was like, two, three, four. Yeah, you watched all of them. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's kind of a blur now. Sure. Um, but yeah, she is not dumb at all, and I, I don't know. I feel like more people need to give Jamie credit. She's doing well. I don't know her real name, but she will always be Jamie in my heart. That's true. I mean, that character was treated poorly at the la- with the Paul Rudd uh, installation of that. Uh, that was, I know. I know. Oof, that was a rough I know. One. Uh, coming in at number four, Breakthrough. 
uh, for its second week from Fox, $6.3 million. And rounding out our top five, Shazam from Warner Brothers, $5.5 million. That's three superhero movies. That's a box office. In the top five. Look at that. Uh, now we're going to get some international numbers here, and along with that, I know Neil tweeted to us this great little like uh, summation of everything, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Neil has got that on hand. I can yes. have it on hand, but <laughs> for the monies, yes, or just in terms of like the uh, the benchmarks that it yeah. made this weekend. Yes, I uh, was. Oh, good. Um, quick pause on that before yes. we deep dive, but I wanted to give a quick shout out to a uh, new anime film in theaters. I guess I'm also the resident anime expert. Because go watch AfterBuzz Anime Reviews. We talk about anime shows. Uh, Oko's Inn had a short run via Fathom Events. Oh. and But check your local listings because I saw here in Los Angeles the Lemley Theater had additional screenings. So that was kind of nice. Like if you couldn't go Monday, Tuesday, they had some other ones. And it's about a young girl called Oko. And she goes to work at this onsen inn. So like the hot springs and stuff with this um, with extended family. And it's really cute. One, the, the director... Kitaro Kosaka was a lead animator for Studio Ghibli Films, so it has that vibe of the style, and it's very cute, very pretty. They also have, like, the culture of, like, a festival going on, so that was really nice to really feel like you're a tourist there of enjoying, like, I'm here and I get to see, like, what day-to-day life is. But it also deals with grief and processing that. It also deals with different kind of friendships in terms of, like, there's a other in that's like competition for them but like how do you talk to those people and it's not too little kitty which i liked because it is rated i think it is almost i think it's rated g but it didn't feel like for children per se like kids could enjoy but as adults you could enjoy it as well like it had a lot of depth and a lot of heart to it so i do recommend that if you get a chance to see it oko's in that's o-k-k-o oko's in it's very cute all right, look at that. That was your our anime moment. Yes. <laughs> uh, so for international numbers, folks, it all came down to this. That uh, Mar- uh, Avengers Endgame obliterated worldwide, overseas, and domestic records. As we mentioned, a, uh, it took home an $859 million start at the international box office for an astounding $1.2 billion total this weekend. Just a small, you small know. number here. a little bit. Change. Uh, now, I know Neil tweeted out this little great thing to us here to make sure that we saw this. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I some of the records. Now. Yes. So, uh, Neil, just give us a, you know, just like a nice sampling of some of the, the major uh, records that this this film broke over the weekend. Well, it has uh, the lar- longest, the largest uh, preview Thursday, largest Friday, largest opening day, largest single day, largest Saturday, largest Sunday of all time. Um, Just a couple things. Getting getting into some of the really cool ones, like you said, the international opening numbers were 859 million. That just about doubles the Fate of the Furious, which was an impressive number at 443 million for its international opening weekend. And again, like we said before, its worldwide total is 1.2 billion, which also doubles the previous record set by Infinity War of an international or a worldwide opening weekend of 640 million. Um. It also has like miscellaneous ones like Global IMAX, Global 3D. Um, it also has the highest per theater average of any movie in history uh, or for any wide opening film. And that's $75,000 per theater. Wow. Which is for which domestically is 4,600 theaters. That's it's impressive. It's insane. It's 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 a tsunami in the box office right now. <laughs> I I also have to say, like, of course, um, 
everyone on social media was talking about like don't spoil the end game and that could really be negative of course um but was something that was so beautiful um seeing this across you know all social media reddit twitter was people going and seeing this film like i don't know if it was i think i want to say it was in india there someone took a video of people running towards the theater safely but like no one was getting hurt (laughs) there was just like a lot of escalators and people going to and like we're all nerding out together across the globe like how cool is that and then just to be able to be like yeah you know um when i got out of the theater thursday night i was like amy wipe any kind of evidence you have of anything because there was people standing in line um and uh like waiting to go inside and i was like you know like i don't want to give that away for them and it was just this can really connect us all and i i just I'm very excited about it. Well, it's like this, you know, experience and journey that fans, uh, even if you're not hardcore into comics, but you've been either watching these movies this whole time or Mm -hmm. you've been binging recently, and this essentially is like the end, air quotes. I mean, there's other things that could happen, of course, but like this is a button to this experience that we've all shared and then you have that solidarity of like, you experience this too and like let's exchange, let's talk. But, yeah, I agree, too, of, like, walking out. I don't don't want to say anything either. In the lobby, there was tons of people yeah. waiting to go see it. So it's like, don't say anything. Cause that don't could, look at people in the eye that might give it away. Even people saying, like, yep. I laughed, I cried, whatever. Like, if they say too much one way or the other, yeah. that could taint what you're going in of, like, yeah. oh, it's going to be like this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, um, I went to Disneyland on Friday, so the day after. And there was people walking around with, like, a, you know, Marvel shirts, Avengers mm-hmm. shirts, like, anything. And there was this even, um, there was this employee who looked at us, like, it was a group of five mm-hmm. of us, and we were wearing, like, Avengers stuff and whatever, and she looked at us and she said, oh, have you guys seen it? Mm-hmm. Don't tell me anything. No, trust mm-hmm. me, we won't. It's fine. But it's, like, we never met her before. It was just kind of, like, connecting yeah. on that level. And I think that's yeah. something that we can all treasure. Okay. Yes. But then also it's, like, don't ask. Because you weren't, were you ever going to go up to this person you don't even know and just say, hey, let me tell you some spoilers? No. Well, yes. you could. So don't even I heard of door. people driving by movie theaters or walking <laughs> by and yelling stuff out. True. No. That is horrible. But yes, don't horrible. be that person. Yes, but don't be that person. You guys aren't. Yes. Of course. Uh, but the one thing that was funny is LaShawn McCoy, who uh, plays for the Buffalo yep. Bills, <laughs> he tweeted out uh, a couple spoiler things for Avengers Endgame. And what? the funniest thing was just reading the responses to that from people. Oh, mm-hmm. man. That, oh, yes. oh, okay. Oh, people were, were savage to him mm. uh, in, oh, yeah. in the Twitter oh. threads. Yes. So, folks, we did do our box office bet here on Avengers Endgame. And, uh, you know, we for those hot totals, you know, I came in so close to winning this. <laughs> With my Pretty sure it's really, me and Neil. With my really low ball, $266 million. Uh, the winner, though, uh, is a gentleman who's not with us this week. That's Jonathan, our engineer. He came oh, in with $320 nice. million. Dollars. 320 yeah. I thought it was way too high at the time. I even said it on the show. I was like, ooh, that's high. Because <laughs> I just I didn't think it would make that much. And then it, it made so much more than that. Did I have <laughs> yeah. 300 uh, Amy had 300 Oh, okay. I guess it wasn't that high. Neil had 285 and Carrie 280 Oh, Whoops. Yes. But we all saw it anyway. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but we will have another box office bet coming up here. Uh, three films we, uh, hoping for you to vet, vote, uh, uh, vote for them, excuse me, <laughs> in the chat there. We've got The Intruder from Sony and Screen Gems there with Dennis Quaid, Michael Ely, uh, making good. 2200 screens, The Long Shot, Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron, uh, 3100 screens. And then Ugly Dolls, an animated film from STX Entertainment on 3600 plus screens. So, Start voting away there in the chat. 
And uh, we'll do a little box office rewind on one of the stars of this film. Mm-hmm. Oh! oh, yes. That, oh, Neil, good talk. Beautifully Pound done. <laughs> Beautifully done. Uh, so I thought we'd take a look back at, in the long shot, uh, our, our boy Seth Rogen. His top five films uh, at the box office for opening weekend. Not in total, but just for the opening weekend. Okay. Uh, uh, and non-animated. He's got a lot of animated films mm, that have made fair. a lot of money. But I'm going just for live action. You want the full Seth Rogen experience. You want to yeah. see mm-hmm. and hear him, not just hear him. Uh, so coming in at <laughs> number five, Pineapple Express. Back from 2008, $23.2 million. I like that one. That was fine. It was a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Never seen it. Uh, number four, Knocked Up from Universal, back in 2007, 30.6. Nope. That was surprisingly good. No. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's a whole movie about, like, oh, no, I got pregnant. That's not funny. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> it actually was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. pretty heartfelt. Yeah. I mean, it they, hits like, you. They, end up, they end up, like, being scared at first, and then they, like, you know, they, they work through it together, and... And yeah. they're just both ready to be parents. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but I'm not a huge fan of her as an actress, though. Oh, just, uh, yeah. well, oh, I mean, yeah, aren't. we're not even but, talking about that. Yeah, but uh, still, even in that, I was just broken. like, mm, yeah, yeah. I uh, come to number uh, three, Super Bad, 2007, 33 million dollars. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. I've not watched it funny. since I came out, so I'd be oh, curious yeah. to watch That's it back true. and see how it holds like, up mm, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming to number two, The Green Hornet. From 2011, yeah, that was fun. No, it was yes, so disappointing. Yes. Oh, I thought fun. it was funny. It was fun. That movie was a boatload of disappointment for me. Fair. Maybe, but uh, it on the maybe I thought it was better because, wait, was that the year? No, that couldn't have been the year that um, Green Lantern came out, was it? Uh, it was around maybe the it was, time Maybe now. it was a year after that. But I remember being let down by Green Lantern and then Green Hornet comes out. I'm like, okay, well, at least this one's fun. Oh, yeah, I don't <laughs> know. It's just Seth Rogen just never sold it to me as an action hero. And I feel oh, like this okay. is the character you really want to see. You know, I want to see like the the Ryan Reynolds with Michael Keaton. You want to see like the guy that's yeah. known for comedic roles step into an action role, and with that, I can have some comedic. But you moments. know what, like Chris but, Pratt's kind of that in terms of comedic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I believe he can do action. But I guess Seth is not there yet. I know he's just he. he it's the laugh. Yeah, the laugh, and he still yes. still comes out. <laughs> like, always kind of afraid <laughs> of some reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then coming in number one, Neighbors from Universal back in 2014, $49 million. What yeah. a great little movie. Liked it. I did Liked not it. see that one. I love Neighbors. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like the sequel? Yeah. Not yeah. as good. It wasn't yeah. as good. I okay. love the first one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, folks, before we get to our box office bet, let's do our top five for next week. Of course, we've got, uh, as I said, The Intruder on 2200 screens. It's a thriller. Uh, the Long Shot at 3,100 screens, but seems to be getting uh, a lot of good word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ugly Dolls on 3,600 screens. Long Shot, the trailer, I go, yeah, it has potential. Uh, Ugly Dolls animation that I'm generally sure. Intruder, though, uh, home invasion ones are really tricky to do, right? Yeah. I mean, how, really I hard. I and it like, feels it's so been done. Yeah, I feel like, like the title. The title. We've had a movie yes. before. And we just had the recent, I think, uh, was it Breaking with Gabrielle Union? Yes. Breaking in. Like that Breaking one, in. I actually liked though. It wasn't amazing, but was entertaining enough. But in truth, I'm like, I just saw this movie. Why? Like, it feels. What What are they offering new? If you're gonna remake a concept we've seen over and over again, either offer something new to it. In the trailer, I go, nope, yeah. not nah. have a better title. That too. We've already talked about this movie in yeah. the last. Well, I think yeah. we can all agree Avengers Endgame still coming in number one. Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, well, I don't it, know just, about it, just, that, it just Frank. crashed and burned and made like $2 million this next week because everybody had uh, seen that's it. That's right? a long shot. <laughs> uh, uh, what do we see is coming in at number two? 
Um, probably you know Ugly Dolls. Family. Just because yeah. it's family and it has more screens. True. Mm. Yeah. It could be number, and then Long Shot for three because comedy, something that's just a pure comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go long. Sh- I'm gonna go Avengers, Long Shot, then Ugly Dolls. I feel okay. like Ugly Dolls, even though it's more screens. I mean, and I've known about these characters for a long time, but I still feel like to a lot of the general public, they're still kind of under the radar. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. yeah. I, didn't, so I, I didn't know about them. Yeah. You didn't. Oh no. No, I thought this was so, like a brand new thing. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you've spent any time at Comic Con, you've always seen that yeah. they had huge they're displays there. Uh, they've been around for like fifteen, no, more than like twenty years mm-hmm. at least. Uh, but more is just as, as plushies and things like that that you can get in t-shirts. But so I feel like even though it's more screens, that it's still not going to have that huge pop at the box office. At least opening week. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that as three. And then I'll do Captain Marvel and then The Intruder. I'll throw The Intruder a bone and say it'll make the top five. Uh, <laughs> same, but I'll swap Ugly Dolls as two, Long Shot three. Same. Right. Neil? Um, I think... Hang on. I think we're going to get... Um, Ugly Dolls, and then Long Shot, and then Captain Marvel, and then The Intruder. Mm, all right. Look at that. So we've got uh, it's Neil and Carrie against Amy and myself. All right. Look at that. No, we're the same. Well, then, oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Then it's everybody against me. Yes. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> all right, so folks, we're going to do our bet here for the box office bet on the film that you have voted on in the chat. I saw Long Shot more than anything else. All right. Looks like it's going to be Long Shot. There Which we, we said is number three, and you said is number yeah. two. That's so. true. Starring Seth Rogen. Sure, at least they're on. Uh, it's got uh, June Diane Rayfield in there as well, if you've seen or listened to How Did This Get Made. Yeah. Paul mm. Shearer's wife. Mm. Also in the, uh, whatever that Netflix series is, with Jane Fonda and... Oh, 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 oh. Frankie and June's? Yeah. Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie. There yes. you go. All right, so, mm. folks, how this is uh, going to work is if you've never seen the show, we're all going to bet on what we think the long shot will do for its opening box office total for that weekend. Whoever's the closest will be the prognosticator, prognos- prognosticators. The loser will have to see this film and tell us all about it. Okay. All right, so there we go. And I know we've got Neil playing. We've got Bree. Would you like to join us? No, that's fine. Let's hear you. Let's hear, let's hear your voice be heard here. You know, I will tell them what you said. All right. So we've got Brie playing. Great. It's always great when we have more people involved in the bed. Are you scared? <laughs> I'm always scared. I'm always scared. I oh, have no. Seen, I've seen too many awful films, guys. I know. This year has been Star rough Drew you. says 36. Oh, interesting. We're all talking wow. about Longshot, okay. right? Yeah. <laughs> we are talking about Longshot. All right. <laughs> yep. That's what uh, right. John Harrison says 18. All right. Okay. Jenna James is 30. All right. Interesting numbers. Yes. I'm not seeing that, but okay. (laughs) All right. I've got mine locked in. I've made an adjustment. Let's hope this doesn't bite me in the butt. Uh, Bree, we will start with you. All right. Bree, who's in the booth? Yes, go ahead, Carrie. Bree said 17. 17 17 million for Bree. Jay in the chat is pretty close. Jay in the chat said 15. All right. Uh, Neil, yourself, sir. I'm all ready to go. I started with eight, crossed it out because eight's a little low. Went all the way up to eleven. Okay, eleven. All right, that's where we're at right now. Nice. Sky uh, says fifteen point five. Okay. I'm getting, oh uh, man, starting to sweat a little bit. Same. <laughs> Amy. Ten. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> really? 
Yes. Really? Oh, what I is mean, that? No, I think that's even. Guys, everyone's still going to see Endgame, and then you got Ugly Dolls, and then you have Longshot. Yeah. Don't make me scared. I don't want to lose. Think, what are your numbers? All right. Carrie? <laughs> what? I said 23. Oh, oh no! What? Oh. <laughs> so what? I know. I'm like, oh, oh man. Dang oh my. it, dang it, what? dang it. What? What? 24 million? Yes, ah! I'm safe. No! Oh. Stay home. <laughs> Stay home, guys. Go watch Endgame again. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Frank. Fine, fine, fine. You've seen Endgame. You've seen Endgame. You probably, you may not have because oh. it was very, very Thanks, hot. Frank. It was hard Thank to get you. tickets. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, well, dang it, Neil. Why couldn't you do yeah. that? Great. Jerry, Bree, and I are sitting pretty comfy right now. Must right. be nice. Uh, it is. It feels great. Yes. Let me tell you. It feels all right. great. Yes. So, folks, time is rapidly right. running up. We want to get into some Avengers Endgame spoilers. So, we're going to wrap the show now. Stick with us after we've said our goodbyes. We will dive right into Avengers Endgame spoilers. We'll give you a heads up before we just dive in there officially. Just in case you're still trying to ride that line to the very last (laughs) possible second. But thank you for joining us here, folks. Like us on Facebook. Give us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up while you're there. Two, three, four, however many you can fit in. And if you're watching after we stream live, Carrie, what can they do? Yes, you can comment down below. And no spoilers. Come on, don't be that person. That's right. So uh, if you want to continue the conversation with any of us after the show is over, Neil, where can they find you, sir? Thank you, Frank. You can find me at places where people are found. At the Neil Plumley. that's T-H-E-N-E-I-L-P-L-U-M-L-E-Y. Nice. And you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra M-T-Z. Oh, I like oh, two different. Yay! Was yeah. like, well, I was waiting to see. No, it. I was waiting to see. What, it's okay. Fine. Anyways, you yes, and you can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. Tonight is the finale for American Gods, so check that out. And then also, if you are in anime, go on AfterBuzz, and we talk about anime shows. We're doing Fruits Basket. We're almost done with it. So ah, uh, follow me on the Twitter grams at Happy Go Jackie, folks. That's gonna do it for this episode. If you're watching and you don't want to hear or listen to any Avengers Endgame spoilers, spoiler we'll time. See you back spoilers here next Sunday night. Yeah. But now, tune out now because it's, it's tune spoiler out now. Heavy. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! All right, we've got just a little bit of time. Spoiler alert! So you've been warned. Yes, plenty of warning. If you're Let's listening, dive into watching. This. We're talking spoilers for Endgame. Tune out now. Yes. So no more. This is it. If you're yeah. here, it's too late. All right, okay. guys. Oh. All right, Amy, you've had yeah. so many processing of emotion reactions. <laughs> What's going on? I have to say, going into it, I knew Iron Man, Tony. He was you gone. Knew it? I knew it. I knew it because of Far From Home trailers. Uh, Peter oh. looks super, super sad. And I'm like, mm, you've been through stuff and you lost mm. Tony. Um, Cap, I really thought, yeah, that we were going to lose him too because I'm like, mm Everyone's thinking one or the other. No, it's going to be both. Did not see Black Widow dying that hurt in a way that it was different it was different each death hurt differently and it was done differently which i really appreciated because they could have just been like oh we lost them in battle no like it was different and i like that but that doesn't make it hurt any less there was a lot of tears a lot of different times um and i think they did a really good job with the time traveling i think that it could get confusing but if you kind of just learn to ride the wave with it and be like, okay, got it, got it, work with that, okay. Um, and just the development of everyone. I think there should have been a few characters that, well, there was one that was missing for me, Nakia, um, Lupita and Yango. Uh, Winston Duke was in it, so it wasn't like any mm-hmm. kind of scheduling mm-hmm. conflicts with us. So I was like, so where is she? Some people were saying that she wasn't really um, 
you know, the kind of person that would fight or whatever. But, but she, she did. Fought she in fought Black in Panther. Black Panther. So uh, where was she? And some people were saying that Clint Barton had a lot of screen time. I'm like, we didn't get Hawkeye last time. And now we got Ronan. Yeah. And we got a lot of, a yeah. lot there. So, yeah, yeah. It felt like the last last film people were going like, well, where's Hawkeye? Yeah. Where's him? And now you get this and I'm like, Man, too, much. too much. God. I like someone's <laughs> like, I like the new emo Hawkeye, like dark, well, maybe not emo, but like edgy one. I'm like, yeah, I like it's a new look. What I did like, though, about what you said about uh, Black Widow's death, yeah. and I feel like that set also, they did a good job when it came up to Vision, is they set these things in motion where you realize they're, it's going to come to a crisis point, and it probably will have a terrible outcome. So you knew once that Thanos is going for the Infinity Stones, and you know Vision has one, it's probably mm-hmm. going to be bad yeah. for him. And the same thing when you see Thanos kill Gamora, realizing that's a sacrifice that's intended, that if yeah. they want to get that Soul Stone, another sacrifice is going to be intended. So I like that they set these things up that yeah. you know are going to have a sad outcome. And they, you, and they play, like, and they stick. Well, because they stick to yeah. it. It's not like they're like we can just magic this away, and it, 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 there are no consequences. The stakes are so high. Yes. Yeah. I, I, for me, uh, Natasha's death, Black Widow's death, was not as it hurt, but not mm-hmm. the same way because it was voluntary, and for how much pain she was in at that time, it was kind of a release for her. That I go, okay, but like. Tony's sucked more because it was he knew there was a risk, but he necessarily wasn't like I'm going to do this and die. Like hers, like I'm going to jump off a cliff. So it, it, I was more I was sadder with Tony's, and I was a little bit sad that I wasn't more sad about her death. But again, it's a different kind of situation. Um, but I was more like when he had his replay video for his daughter. That's when I was like, oh, in the feels. But because that showed like his personality, and then you're yeah. like, oh, I just miss him more. Neil. Um, I knew what was going to happen to Cap, like the moment I started thinking about like quantum time travel and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. because he has the only time he ever fit in his surroundings was in the first Avenger in every other movie, which is also ironically, not maybe ironically, but by design directed by the Russo brothers, he has been like sticking out like a sore thumb of just justice and principles of old USA. Yeah. Like, he didn't fit in in um, in Winter Soldier when he's talking to like Nick Fury and he's like, "What? You can't be doing this. You can't be surveilling everyone, and that, that's ridiculous." And then it gets to Civil War and he's like, "We can't sign up for this because governments are gonna, you know, do what they want with us, which is weird." And and he's never ever 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 fit in this time. So once they started talking about, well, once the ideas were coming out about quantum time travel. And then they showed the first trailer, and he's looking at his compass with mm. Peggy on it. The only thing, like his true north, is Peggy mm. the whole time. And, and they, they sew that in the clip. I'm like, that's it. He's going back in time. Why yeah. the hell would he not do that? Of course he's going to do that. And he's, stay there. Once he finishes the fight, he's going to be like, look, my fight's done. You guys are good. You have more than enough. I'm going to go and live my life now. Yeah. And when that happened, like when it was leading up to that, like, all right, Cap. You just, you have to, like, you know what to do. You have to put them back right where they were. And I just had a big smile on my face. So I'm like, he is not coming back. He's going to have a great life. And you're not going to see him the same way again. Mm. And it was such a heartwarming moment because I, like, mm. I knew it was coming. And I just, like, and, and, like, and Buck. Buck knew it was coming, too. Yeah. The whole time. The way he was looking at him, he's like, oh, you're taking all the stupid with you. And I'm just like, it's this is exactly what's going to happen. And you know, I was so happy dis- when it did. I'm going to disagree with you there, Neil. I mean, I, I like what the film. I get what the filmmakers intended. It just didn't land for me. It, that, okay. What part? That, that the cap sacrifice. It just, mm. you know, you know. And watch it again the second time when I'm seeing it. I feel because he's doing the crisis counseling at the beginning of the film after yeah. the five year jump, 
about everybody's got to move forward. You just got to keep moving forward. And then he does have that scene with Black Widow where he says, some people do succeed in moving forward. And then there's people like us. But, you know, it's, oh, I am just torn. Like Captain America, I, I see what you're saying, Neil, where he sticks out like a sore thumb. But he also represents the ideal, the dream. So mm-hmm. even though he's a man out of time, he's an aspirational figure. He's so, sure, certainly he's out of time, but he's striving to show what everybody can be. Reclaiming things that we once were that can lead us towards greatness in the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for him to step away from that, I felt just seemed odd to me. And I understand Peggy's the true north. But mm-hmm. to go forward, I felt like for to coach or counsel everybody else on living forward, either he's not being honest with himself or he's not living that full ideal that he should be to everybody else. It seemed as a character didn't work to me. See, I Well, feel- he, wasn't, he wasn't being honest with, with them. He even said that to Black Widow in like the next scenes. Yes. He was like, I keep telling people to move on. But we don't move on. Yeah. And that was like a clear clue to how he doesn't move on. He's but, he's still mourning how he lost. He basically lost his life. He had yeah. to start over. And, you know, and, and maybe if it had been executed differently, I would have bought more. Because I, I know what they're trying to do. And it just it just didn't land the way that they constructed it for me. It was passing uh, Jenna James agrees with uh, agrees with you, Frank. And I know there's talk about like the time travel. In the chat. Yeah. Where and yeah. it's just. Cap, there's like, oh yeah, well, we never mentioned Peggy Carter's husband, so it could have been Cap all along there, keeping that secret. Mm-hmm. Sure, but from Cap's perspective, living in the present, he doesn't know that. So he's going back in to, to mess up few, uh, Peggy's life in some fashion. Like, she could have found a great happiness with his husband that could be Steve Rogers, but he doesn't know that in 2019 when he first makes that mm-hmm. jump back. So it's like, to have him do that motion, like, yeah, I'm going to go back and disrupt everything just for my, my purpose. Well, he could have just been like, hey, how's her life? Oh, Okay, I can I can go and be with her. Not like, oh, she's happy. Let me mess that up. That's mm. not cat. Okay, oh, one dad. fun thing to end on too. Yes. Girl Squad. Oh, I was like, girl I watched straight this like Girl Squad. Exactly. I was like, yes. It was such a great moment of like, I wonder how many young girls and and guys too. That that was just such a great like power pose of all the ladies, which was weird of like, where did all the guys go? But it was cool of like, yes. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. we just didn't have enough time. We're gonna have to do We're this again talk more next about week. it next week. Next week, yep. yes. Oh, so many things to say, but uh, just Cat holding Thor's hammer—that was oh. right there. Oh, yes, that was so that was good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into all that next week. All our fun moments and things yeah. that still we had a couple quibbles with. So join us next week right here on Box Office Breakdown, folks. We did our goodbyes. You know where to find us. We'll see you back here next Sunday. See Go see some movies, especially the long shot. Go see that a lot of times. Bye. <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.